Welcome to the UFTA Podcast. Hosted by Emily O'Connor and Jordan Rudolph. The UFTA Podcast brings you a surprisingly fresh take on everyday topics in health, fitness, and everything in between. We want to open the door to explore new information and new solutions in a way that's easy for you to understand and apply to your own life. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the UFTA podcast. We are here on season three, episode 24. 24. Yep. And we are rocking and rolling still through season three with some topics. This week we're covering nutrition. I'm Jordan Rudolph. And I'm Emily O'Connor. Happy to be back with you. We'll give you a little break from the mindset stuff. Yeah, we've gotten pretty, pretty deep on the last couple episodes and definitely some things to ponder and maybe revisit if you're listening to this episode and haven't listened to them. Definitely go back and check them out, perhaps at a time when you can take some notes or at least pause and think a little bit, for sure. Yeah, when we talk about, at Unity, when we talk about mentorship um, and guidance, some of these conversations that we're bringing through in our podcast are ones that pop up through educational moments or mentoring moments with our clients. Mm -hmm. So we're we're pushing them forward into the podcast as well. Um, Similar to the topic that we're talking about today with should you or should you not eat before bed, mm-hmm. nutrition-wise? It's, I think it comes up every so often, like more frequently in the media. Like I feel like there's always headlines here and there about the best things to eat before bed or not eating after a certain time is a popular one that you see quite frequently. Um, and I think there can always be a lot of confusion. We were talking about it before. Like we always have people continuously asking us what to eat, when to eat, how to eat before bed, if to eat at all. Mm -hmm. And I also think it's a topic that extends far beyond a nutrition realm, but actually kind of touches on sleep quality and kind of quality of recovery as well. So kind of coming at this throughout this episode from all angles. And that's, that's ultimately, like, if we want to try to keep this as simple as possible without kind of stretching this as far as we can go, covering some topics that you just said there, M, like for our listeners... Um, the, the, the short answer is yes, you can eat before bed, um, as long as, Mm -hmm. and that means it's not right before bed. You don't overeat. You feel like your sleep isn't compromised. You feel like your recovery is still at a high level and you feel like your food is digested by the time you wake up in the morning. Mm -hmm. Like, like, yes, the answer is yes, but you, there's some, there's some guidelines. Like we don't want to eat too much too soon before bed. Um, sometimes food types can actually help with better recovery or better sleep. Sometimes food types can actually alter those and make them worse. Um, and, and, and basically it's going to come down to a, an individual level. Um, but I think the big rule of thumb is we, we don't want to eat within like an hour before bed, even if it's a little snack. We want to try to keep that maybe even 45 minutes or more. Mm-hmm. But like a, a meal should be at least two hours before bed like mm-hmm. we, like to get your body digesting because when you go to sleep, your body doesn't digest food as well at the same time. So that's when you wake up the next day with some, with some potential like irritable bowel stuff, some gut stuff, some digestion things that are happening. You, you ate too soon before bed. You didn't give it a chance to digest. And then you have some different symptoms going on with that then too. Yeah. I mean, when you sleep, everything kind of down regulates with the exception of recovery, but that is the upregulation as a result of the down regulation of everything else. So when we're thinking eating right before bed, we're just not going to process those nutrients as efficiently 
which can also affect how deep we sleep. I know that's a personal one for me. Like if I eat too close to bed, like my sleep is not good. You had kind of touched on types of food there and those playing a different role as well, where if we choose to eat before bed, having something that potentially is a little bit higher in protein, maybe some healthy fats to kind of hold that satiety through the night as opposed to something that will be a little bit quicker digesting um, we can even go into types of protein, but I think that might get a little bit deep for, for this discussion, but a little bit slower digesting foods can hold us, keep us full through the night because it is eight, so hopefully seven to nine hours when we are not eating throughout that time, as opposed to something more faster digesting, right? Like our sweets, desserts after dinner, those types of things can really impair, not to mention the sugar again, impairing sleep quality, but also just digestion in general. And it's weird to say this because here, here's the funny thing. When we, like, typically the the main course of meal that, um, I don't even know if that's the right word, main course, but the, the main meal, breakfast, lunch, dinner, mm-hmm. the one that we have typically the dessert with is the dinner one. Mm-hmm. So having a very high amount, and, and desserts are sugar, like there's no way around it, right? Drink or non-drink, desserts are sugar. Um, both that sugar high alcohol content before bed or even some alcohol content before bed can have a, um, a negative effect on your sleep quality. So certain types of carbohydrates like complex carbohydrates can actually show better benefits towards sleep as long as they're eaten two or three hours prior to going to bed. Um, again, we can make this like a rabbit hole like, and this is where M's talked about too and I'm talking about too, like how far do we want to stretch this? Mm-hmm. The big, the, the big thing here is food type matters, food quality matters, and how much, right? Those, I think that's the three simplest things that we can keep it there. For sure. Um, if you're hungry before you're going to bed and you already ate dinner, you probably didn't eat enough for dinner. So go ahead and eat a little bit. Where you just said there are proteins and fats, mm-hmm. probably the best choice, right? They, they, they'll, they're a little bit easier to kind of, they'll sit in the stomach, they're, they're slower digesting, they're not going to spike blood sugars, they're not going to change cortisol levels, anything like that. Um... High sugar foods, alcohol, last things that you want. Yeah. And then eating too much, also the last thing you want. Because again, it's just it, your food doesn't digest and then you have some stuff that happens the next morning or even that night when you go to bed mm-hmm. um, that represents some, some gut stuff. Okay. Well, I mean, the next morning too, you can throw off your whole next day of eating, yeah. right? You wake up in the morning, you're not hungry because you yep. ate super late. You also didn't sleep well, can lead to cravings, like yep. the cascade, cascade from there. But ultimately, you are the experiment on yourself. We've talked about this previously. Like, everyone will be a little bit differently. So just like Jordan said when we started the episode, yes and, right? Or yes, but take into consideration these things and how you respond to them. Mm-hmm. And when you're looking at your food types, it's going to be a little bit different for everybody. I've coached clients that respond better to having more carbohydrates at dinner and less fats, less veggies. I've had other people that are vice versa. They, they respond better to having that. Uh, less carbohydrate, more protein, more veggies, more fats. You have to experiment a little bit, but the rule that stands for everybody is nothing crazy high amounts of food within two hours of going to bed. So like you shouldn't be going out and then deciding that you want to eat something at bar time or midnight when you're going home, ordering food and then crushing that and then going to bed. Like, like, like that's the worst thing you could do for adrenals, blood sugar, uh, sleep protocols, recovery, like you're, you're all of it, all of it right? And yeah. you're probably fueled by alcohol in that process too. 
Um, so if you're hungry and you need a snack before bed, have the snack. Keep it more protein and fat dense. Uh, that actually could enhance recovery while you sleep, which is good too. And that's, again, we can stretch this and go different ways, but just know that protein's usually good. And it's usually a snack, not a meal. Mm-hmm. It's usually a snack, not a meal. Yeah, small volume of food, allow your body to digest it at the mm-hmm. slower rate, right? You're not slamming your body with a ton of different things, yeah. cutting down the variables on the digestivist use, anything like that that might pop up. Yep. So you can eat before bed is the is the simple answer, as long as, but, and, whatever mm-hmm. word you want to say, like you're following the guidelines. Those right. are the big things for it. Uh, there'll be some different conflicted research out there and conflicted opinions out there that say otherwise, but as long as you're not eating too much, you're not doing crappy food, and you're not eating so close to bed, mm-hmm. all of those things should help, and they could actually enhance and improve recovery. Um, if you're still hungry before bed, though, and all of this is happening, you're probably not eating enough earlier in the day, or you're probably not actually hungry, you're probably stressed, bored, whatever else, right? So it's mm-hmm. the last piece I wanted to make sure we touched on here was just being in tune with your body, mm-hmm. the listener, like you being in tune with your body and being intentional um, about what's going on, being aware, because sometimes our our moment of freedom, like if when we wake up and we're on all day, and then our moment of freedom is eight o'clock at night, and that's when we kind of like, well, I wanna take care of me now. Are you really hungry? Or are you really just trying to take care of you? And can you take care of you in other ways that doesn't result in a bag of Tostitos chips and a bottle of wine? Yeah, I think that's an important point, right? Just to make sure that if you're getting to the end of the day and we're in this huge deficit by the end of the day, your cravings are going to be stronger. You are going to want to reach for those things that might not be as goal aligning, right? They're very calorie dense foods, but can get us into this negative spiral. As opposed to if we take care of ourselves earlier in the day, we prioritize those early meals, kind of not waiting for the other shoe to drop, so to speak. We're already getting proactive with breakfast, lunch, snacks, maybe an earlier dinner, those things are planned out as well. We can help ourselves out later on without being in the situation that requires immense amount of self-discipline or choices or all those kind of things, motivation, which isn't really motivation, but I digress, right? We can get into all those. We can eliminate the need for any of that by taking care of ourselves earlier in the day. Yep, and that's pretty much it. I think that about sums it up. Just a short, sweet episode, quick, actionable, if you were ever wondering if you can eat for before bed, how you can eat before bed, what foods, etc., etc. So, as always, thank you guys very much for listening to this week's episode of the OOFDA podcast. Share it with someone who you think may benefit from it or needs to hear it. Leave us a rating, a review, subscribe, download all the things that help us to grow organically, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Thanks, guys.